Welcome to the podcast. We are going to speak with Alexis Corneli, who is in Colombia, South America, a rural part of Colombia in the middle of the country, far away from everything. As you know, we talk about responsible travel, we talk about sustainability, wellness, and we touch on organizations and people that are doing their right thing. Now, I was invited to his uh, Facebook group, and uh, this conservation in Colombia. If you search that on Facebook, you get it. And he has a campaign running on GoFundMe, and that is to save the neighboring land from being developed. And uh, I think it was fantastic to have him on the podcast. You can find all the links, including the GoFundMe link, in the show notes on the website under podcast.earth forward slash conservation in Colombia. And if you go to the GoFundMe page on gofundme.com and uh, you put something in the search bar there, and that is then conservation in Colombia, the first one that pops up is his campaign. So that's really it. Uh, without further ado, the podcast with Alexis in Colombia. Pleasure to meet you, first of all. The same, the same, Peter. Thank you so much for getting in contact. Okay, and obviously you you have a you have no Colombian accent. I've got two Colombian friends here in London. Uh, where are you from uh, originally? I was born in Ireland. Ireland? Oh, you're Irish. Ah, there you go. Okay. Uh, I, I I thought that was uh, I thought that was clear. I thought that was understood. No, not really. But it's all good. So how how, how did you end up in Colombia? Uh, well, I, um, I like yourself, spent a long period of my life traveling very slowly. Ah, and, right, uh, okay. Uh, in fact, probably pretty much all of my adult life. Right. And uh, I reached a certain point in life, uh, yeah. I suppose, and, and I was in Colombia at that point. Uh-huh. And uh, I decided to settle. Wow, wow. It's a good place to settle as well. I've been there twice, so it's very nice, very nice. It has, it, it has its pros, it has its cons. Tell me about the pros. Uh, well, it's a very, very beautiful place. Yeah. Uh, it's still possible to live, uh, I don't know, in a <clears throat> kind of off-grid kind of a situation. Um, it's, not as, uh, it's not as organized and registered as, as, as Europe, for example. And that's a good thing, yeah? It's a, it's a, neg- it's a positive and a negative. <laughs> Both, okay, right? Absolutely. Uh, because it, work, it can work in your favor uh, in many ways because, for example... I can come here into the countryside mm-hmm. and uh, I can build a cabin here. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to, until, until this point in today, I, I didn't have to ask permission to anyone to do that. Right. Uh, so that's a positive for me. As long as the land is yours, I take it? Or? As long as the land is mine, yeah. of course. <laughs> but I mean, it, uh-huh. I mean in terms of planning permission and, right, and, that, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's a positive for me in many senses. Yeah. Uh, but I know myself and I'm willing to, to do things carefully and consciously yeah it's also a negative because it means someone else can do something similar yeah and not and not be so so careful so cautious and uh, not to thinking about nature at all basically no, right? and not thinking about anything necessarily right. uh, and so your name is uh, alexis alexis uh, corneli and i'm sure i pronounced that properly if you're you did a very good job <laughs> <laughs> and we met via a facebook uh, group as a matter of fact it's called uh, conservation in colombia I was invited uh, by one of my Colombian uh, friends to join, and um, that is really how I found out about you. And I read a little bit about you, saw some videos on your GoFundMe page. And uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, first of all, about the situation in in Colombia. What is is it like there during COVID-19? You're living outside, you're a little bit rural, right? Or am I totally wrong here? No, no, I'm extremely rural. We're extremely rural. Uh, Yeah, well, precisely where I live, yeah. In the countryside, it would be difficult to know that there's anything happening. Right. Because uh, life 
in a way uh, considers continues uh, as normal right but um the 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 country in 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 general is in quarantine we, right. where movement between uh, different towns and cities is restricted and prohibited pretty much mm-hmm. but uh, we're living in colombia so uh, the rules are not necessarily fully enforced right right that's same here you know um I mean, everyone. You say you have to wear a mask, and everyone, but not not everyone is wearing a mask here. Um, so it's sure. the same everywhere. I'm sure some people just don't care, I suppose, or just don't know about it. I haven't lost anyone, su- and that's just. I suppose. I suppose that's 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 definitely a factor. I think. I think the lack of no, of knowing someone or having lost someone, I think, is probably a big factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely true. Is it? Do you think it's better than in the surrounding countries from where you are, Venezuela, uh, Brazil, uh, Peru? These are all countries that are bordering Colombia, Ecuador. Absolutely. The it's very hard to know based on the numbers as. Um, um, how much testing is really going on? Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, uh, well, the, the the registered cases in Colombia are approaching two hundred thousand. Okay. Uh, about eight hundred eight thousand deaths yeah, registered. I saw that. Uh, but uh, I'm sure that that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? Because people just aren't being tested. The the health service in this part of the world is 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 far from excellent, and um, and that that's a problem. But I think compared to Brazil or, or certainly Brazil or Venezuela, well, Venezuela uh, is almost uh, broken as a country at this yeah, point. Yeah, Venezuela is really bad. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and Brazil, Brazil is suffering enormously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brazil has has two hundred million people and two million cases. Yeah. Uh, you obviously, you're you're very rural. You just told us, and and obviously, you're far away from hospitals, uh, from doctors, and everything. Are you worried? Or? Uh, no, I'm not. not to be okay. perfectly honest, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't tend to worry greatly about these things. Okay. Uh, um, I, I see. First of all, it's a benefit to be rural because the chances of of, of, of contracting something is greatly reduced. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in my case, I'm just uh, in the worst case scenario. I'm going to hope that uh, my my uh, healthy immune system will 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 help me to combat anything that I, I might encounter. Mm. And in the worst case scenario, well, there are there are uh, hospitals, but um, it's just a bit of a, a bit of a journey to get. Right. How do you get the news? Uh, if I may ask, if you're so rural, how do you get the news? Internet, everything through the internet. Everything through the internet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the group on Facebook uh, yeah. brought together to support co- the uh, conservation in Colombia. Uh, you're creating a nature reserve, an organic uh, community uh, garden. Um, so sounds sounds great. Uh, what is it exactly that you do? And I read something about a biodiverse location in Colombia. Colombia is obviously it's uh, considered by some articles the uh, most biodiverse country in the world by some. Other articles, the second, but still very, very good. So, what is exactly that you're trying to do with a biodiverse like location in in Colombia? What does that mean? Okay, well, by a biodiverse location, I mean obviously, as you say, uh, Colombia is extremely biodiverse in general. Yeah. Um, and one of the factors that plays a role in that is the what they call in Spanish, uh, as a direct translation, thermal floors, which are uh, basically microclimates okay. uh, that exist at different altitudes um, throughout uh, the mountains, because we're up here. Where we are at the moment is about 2,000 meters. 
2,000 meters up. Yeah. Okay. 2,000 meters up yep. above sea level. Uh, but the, it varies greatly. I mean, I can walk uh, 20 minutes up the hill or 20 minutes down the hill and I'm in a different climate. Uh, uh, so that's uh, one of the factors, certainly, that, that is involved in what I'm describing as a, as a biodiverse location. Mm-hmm. We've got a huge amount of particularly bird life, uh, invertebrate life, uh, lots of different native plants uh, and trees. And um, and you have a dog as well. I have a dog as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who decided he wanted to invi- involve himself in the podcast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So what we've done, what we've done here, in part to protect the the biodiversity of the area where we're living in, is yep. essentially uh, we are the ones who are living in a zoo. Uh, we, we 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 fenced off the area where we live. Okay. Uh, and, and we leave the rest of it to to to. To regenerate and rewild as much as, as, as possible. Okay. Um, How did you fence that? What kind of fence are we talking about? Uh, I uh, I feel I think they call it uh, cyclone fencing. I think they call, is what they call it. Okay. Eventually, eventually, essentially a, a wire mesh uh, okay. fence. Right. right. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's just basically to keep our uh, more than anything to keep the dogs in into a limited space yep. and uh, and and everything else can. And can I, live. I try to look for a map. Which I couldn't find on the Facebook uh, page. Excuse me on that one. I haven't gotten around to it. A, fr- a good friend of mine, I've received advice from many, many different quarters in, in this process. Because yeah. I have to admit, I began all of this with, uh, with no experience right. at all. Fair enough. Uh, I, I, was, I was provoked uh, by necessity in, mm-hmm. into, uh, as I perceive it, yeah. in, into doing what I'm doing. Um, so a very good friend of mine uh, advised me from the get-go that I should, I should put up uh, a good map. Uh, explaining and delimiting everything and, and making it clear. Yep. It's one of the things on my list that I simply haven't gotten so, around to. So where to are yet. you exactly in Colombia? Is it close to Venezuela? Is it close to Brazil? Where where are you? Not, not really. Where we are is pretty much in the center of the country. Center, um, okay. Right. Yep. Center of the country. We're about five hours from Bogota yep. in, in a region or what they call here a department called Boyacá. Uh, and here there's a, a small municipality known as Chinavita. Chinavita. Uh, and okay. Chinavita, like China, okay. Vita or Vita. And, yeah. um, and that's where we're located in the mountains above uh, and outside of that municipality. The, the town itself is, is a, it's a tiny village. It's a fly spec village. Uh, and we're about 20 minutes away from there. 20 minutes by car or walking? By, or car, by, car. by car. So that's, that can be quite, quite a long way still, eh? Quite a long way, certainly by uh, by European standards, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a long way away. But anything becomes normal after a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. So I read something, and I, obviously I've seen the video. It, it's really about uh, the neighboring lands, isn't it? It is. It is by and large. Um, the, what happened basically was uh, a group of people came in uh, with the intention to of setting up an intensive agricultural project there to uh, produce, uh, as far as I understand, tomatoes in a greenhouse setting mm-hmm. uh, for uh, the external market. Uh, it's a somewhat, you know, by, by Colombian standards, it's a somewhat lucrative uh, endeavor. Uh, people, people are attracted to this kind of enterprise mm-hmm. because it's something that they understand. Yeah. Uh, it requires huge inputs, however, certainly in terms of, of the kind of chemicals they have to use. Right. It has a massive damage on, on the water supply. And uh, and of course the wildlife as yep. a result. Yep. Um, now we came here uh, first of all with the intention of protecting 
as much as possible that the area that we're going to live in, that we are living in, uh, and uh, trying to promote uh, environmental awareness generally for education um, and, uh, and seeing what we could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, this came as a surprise. We're still in, in, in our nascent uh, stage of, of, of kind of setting up here. We didn't expect. How long have you been there? We've been here for about a year and a half. Okay. But during that year and a half, uh, I've been building this cabin that I live in. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we also work. I mean, we're, uh, we're both, myself and my wife, we're both English teachers and translators. That's what we do uh, to earn money. Uh, so all of our uh, efforts and funds and everything were focused on setting up here. And, um, and then this, this surprise kind of came out of left field. Um, the problem is that if this sets up, uh, this, this could become... Not not just right beside we are where we are, but again, if it if it turns out to be lucrative, yeah, uh, that could that could spell it's the going end. To expand, of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, how, what kind of how big of an area are we talking about in hectares or whatever the, meters? The, whatever. the area that they that they're planning on uh, developing is three about three hectares. Three hectares. Okay, right. Is that is that about the land that you're looking to? to purchase as well yeah exactly three, three yes. we're trying okay. to take we're trying to take that that piece of land uh, in its entirety and as you as you know mm-hmm. uh, turn it into a nature reserve and community garden okay um so the the community garden part is is for various reasons uh, in part to to give some benefit to local people uh from the area itself yeah uh, educate them as well about organic uh, food production and try to cultivate, uh, kind of foster uh, environmental awareness uh-huh. through uh, working in the garden and developing the nature reserve because some some tree planting will be required. Right. Okay. So it was, um, from what I understood, it was uh, it, 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 it is rented. The contract is there, but the only way out is really to buy it. Is that is that about uh, the gist of it? That, or? That's about the gist of it. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, things are actually better now than I thought they were at okay. the beginning. How's that? Uh, uh, well, I've had various discussions with the landowner, who, who I, as I mentioned in the video, is an elderly gentleman. He's been he's been very nice. Okay. Tell the truth, he's been very helpful. Yeah. Uh, but their his motivation is economic. Sure. Uh, he wants money. Yeah. Uh, there's money, but he, he he has some sympathy uh, for our situation, and he's willing to consider uh, our proposals. And in fact, he he claims to be more inclined towards helping us out. Than, than going the other path. Why would that be? But, what, why do you think that is? Well, he cl- he claims that he he sympathizes with our situation and with the with with, with our attitudes towards nature. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, I, I hope that's the case. It's, yeah. it's what he tells me is the case. I am taking it as, at face value. Um, uh, however, that doesn't mean he's going to do us a favor. Okay. We we no, you're we buying still, it, right? You still you got giving him money. We, he's going to get a large amount of money because what what what, what absolutely what, have to buy it. Yeah. What, what kind of amount are we talking about now? Because it went down, right? From twenty it to did go down. it went down now um, to well, what we're asking for on on the GoFundMe page at this moment is twelve thousand. Okay. This is after uh, gathering uh, whatever remnants of funds that we have ourselves to in- inject into sure. the project. Mm-hmm. Now the other thing is we're going to continue working. Yep. Uh, so as as money comes in, that also reduces the the amount that we're asking for. Because uh, I, I'm if I if it were within my means, I'd be perfectly happy uh, to fund the project myself entirely. In fact, I feel deeply. Ah, okay. So that, that's especially if everything doesn't work out with the GoFundMe. You got quite a lot of money already on the GoFundMe page, right? So that's we've we've passed about the ten percent after after two weeks. That's very uh, good. That's very good. It's no. not it's not too bad. Yeah. It's not too bad. Uh, 
I still see the I still see the journey ahead rather than what we've achieved. But it's possible. So uh, certainly, with what we what, with what we earn, we can we can make a dent in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the GoFundMe page brings in will also hopefully uh, help uh, continue to to help us with that. And the other option will be. Um, I want to put myself in contact with uh, different environmental organizations anyway. Uh, yeah. In Colombia or globally, or both? Both. both. Absolutely yeah. Both. Okay. Yeah. Uh, up until this point, we've tried to avoid Colombia a little bit because what we were trying to do uh, from the beginning was uh, not allow that this group of people who are trying to set up the agricultural development become aware of our actions before we take action. Of course. And that's that's still kind of the case. Right. But uh, this week coming, if if we can get a little bit more together, if I can get uh, around the 2,000 mark or, or past the 2,000 mark, Yeah. I've come to a, a spoken word agreement with the with the owner that we can we can make a down payment uh, and and write a, write a contract essentially which will commit us to buying the land. Okay. Uh, and if that happens, then he can cancel the contract. He can cancel the contract. That's why was my next, cancel- next question going to be really what what happens because a contract is normally a contract, but obviously it depends on if it if the owner changes or not or not really. Uh, welcome welcome to Colombia to start with. <laughs> this is Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, there were, the thing is, first of all, there were, there were clauses included in the contract, okay. uh, which, which allowed for a kind of a, an escape. Right. It, it requires him paying a sum of money to the, to the group, right. but uh, not uh, so, such a terrible amount of money, right. as far as I understand. Um, and this, this is the good news in a way, because when I began this, this process, I was not aware that uh, I, I understood that I was going to have to get into legal waters with yeah. this company. Do you still group. think you have to do that? Uh, I would. I, I'm hoping that that is not the case. Right. If you uh, have to, that can cost a lot of money, no? Or not? Uh, it could cost a lot of money, but it it could, it could. But I, yeah. uh, as far as I understand, based on the information that I currently have, yeah, uh, he can dissolve that contract. Okay. So no, that, that sounds so great. I, that sounds great. I should. Yeah. I shouldn't have to deal with that in a in a legal sense. Right. Okay. So, and you say already, uh, once that's done and once it's bought, uh, you're making it into a, a nature uh, a nature reserve, right? Because uh, is that it, I've read something and uh, I put it in uh, the email to you as well about civil society nature reserve. Basically, anyone who owns uh, a property can register a nature reserve as long as they demonstrate, like you are going to do, and you're doing already on your own piece of land that have the interest and the commitment to conserve a sample of one or several natural ecosystems and uh, at the same time develop sustainable production activities with low environmental impacts and friendly to biodiversity. It sounds exactly like what you're doing, right? Or- it does. It, it fits the bill perfectly. Yeah. Um, so yes, that, that is exactly the, the path that we're going to try and go down. Yeah. Um, what are the positives there? What, what? Well, above all, I think that the positives are that you gain some kind of legal recognition yeah. at what you are. Why do you want that? Uh, well, the benefit of that is that if there are any kind of uh, public projects or, or public investment projects that, that go on that might affect you, yeah. you have to be involved in the decision-making process. Right. That's, that's one massive ad- right. advantage. Another is that you, you uh, can claim compensation for loss of biodiversity. Right. What, what do you mean by that? Uh, it means that if somebody, for example, were to set up a mining operation or a, a heavy intensive uh, agricultural uh, operation uh, up 
upstream of you yeah. and were and and were to have a, a a negative a negative impact on on the wildlife and and plant life and things that 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 exist on your nature reserve mm-hmm. then you have a legal complaint against those people you, right. you you've actually got a leg to stand on we'll say uh legally speaking however again i will make the 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 point that we live in colombia yeah. and colombia in general well how can i put this Laws are less stringently enforced, perhaps, than they are in other parts of the world. It's a developing nation. There's a serious problem with corruption. Right. So money talks, or money talks in yeah. a big way, and political clout talks as well. Okay. And um, so it's not what you know, but who you know as well. If there's a mining corporation, for example, absolutely. upstream, who then, you know, yeah. who you know, and money. Those are the those are the big facts. Right. Yeah, the article speaks as well about, you know, a lot of uh, or much of Colombia's uh, ecosystems are being radically transformed. They talk about deforestation, which I'm not very happy with. Um, I I hate it as a matter of fact. They talk about extensive uh, cattle farming. There's obviously more. There's also biofuels, which take up a lot of land as well. And you talk yourself about uh, greenhouses for tomatoes and everything, right? Or am I, um, that's what they're going to do, right? Next door. That, that's the plan for next door, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the most the most common in this area is cattle ranching. Cattle ranching. Is that what you have experienced, or that's that's what goes on around? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay. Uh, and previously, people just clear cut areas of the mountains and just let loose cattle in it. Right. Uh, it still goes on, but here it's less common than it used to be. Uh, what I understand in general in Colombia, certainly in places like the Amazon, uh, during the COVID nineteen problem, it has gotten a lot worse. Right, right. Not, not. You haven't noticed that though in Colombia. Not in this particular region of Colombia that I'm living in. No. The thing is that with the the difficulty in transportation, has even been perhaps a slight decrease in 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 wood exploitation, timber exploitation in this particular area where I live in. But that could very easily just be because they've moved to another zone where it's easier to, to get away with. Um, and you already talked about uh, violence in the history of Colombia, obviously. And uh, that article really says it has opportunity now to build uh, sustainability into its future, into its infrastructure. Would you like to comment on that? Um, well, certainly this is an opportunity. I would like to believe that it will be the case. And, and certainly the possibility does exist. Mm-hmm. Um However, I, I have developed, uh, not just in Colombia, but the world over, a certain amount of healthy cynicism, mm-hmm. uh, skepticism about these things. I agree. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I would love to believe it. It's clearly the path forward. There's, there's no other real uh, clear path forward for the human race um, in, in these coming decades. But it seems that governments and uh, different uh, large agencies of that nature are dragging their feet on that one, and they don't really take it as seriously as they as they should. Mm-hmm. It, it, the only way I've seen that uh, governments, uh, and in fact, that most people um, are willing to consider environmentalism as 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 the path we need to take, is when they can make money out of it. Yeah, and um, and that's not going to be good enough. Is that something that you can perhaps showcase in in your uh, nature reserve? In what sense? That you can make money with a nature reserve and being sustainable. Well, that would be a, a good idea, absolutely. Um, I'm not the world's biggest fan either of what is often referred to as ecotourism. I've seen various different uh, 
variations of it. Uh, some cases it's been very uh, uh, conscious and, and well designed, and in other cases it's just very exploitative. Sure. Um, however, if it's between that and mining, or that and clear cutting a forest, I suppose we need to go towards ecotourism in some way. Uh, so if we can attract people from other parts of the world to come to this area and spend money to see the nature as it is, yeah. well, that certainly would be a good demonstration to, to other people that maybe it's something worth saving. It could also be sustainable farming. Sustainable farming is another one. And in fact, that's something that on our own piece of land we're interested in developing as well in the future. Okay. Uh, developing uh, organic crops, at the moment, it's for a niche market because that's, that's what exists. Okay. And there's some uh, news articles as well, a few, obviously. Uh, one was um, from COVID-19. Laborers might be prevented from working harvests uh, like uh, coffee. And they're talking about a Colombian coffee shortage. Um, any thoughts? Is that... What I refer to here is campesinos, which are, are uh, essentially, we'll call them we'll say farmers or, or farm laborers. Um they tend to go about, they're going about their day working and going to their different places and doing what they need to do. Right. There's no massive restriction here in the countryside, at least where I live in, um, as regards their their actions. Transportation of goods has been a bigger problem. I've heard of uh, people who have harvested a crop and been able to get it to market and it ends up rotting in their on their land. Okay. Then uh, on the 5th of June uh, was World Environment Day. Uh, biodiversity was hosted by Colombia, as a matter of fact. Did you uh, notice anything? Did you hear anything on the news? Uh, nothing? Maybe something? Honestly, I, I, I personally was unaware. And, uh, <laughs> and um, I, I think probably 90% of Colombia, if not more, was unaware. Yeah. Uh, if, if something went on, it would have been within a niche group and pretty low, pretty low key. Uh, in fairness, the, the COVID-19 circumstance ha has made all uh, public and, uh, events uh, pretty much washouts at this point. There's, there's not much happening. Absolutely. Uh, but um, anyway, these things, these things would always be uh, of interest to a limited market, we'll say, here in Colombia. Yep. Because uh, not, not everyone's interested in, in nature in that sense. It's, it's a developing nation, and, and a lot of people are, are more interested in perhaps forgetting about their, their, their roots in the countryside and moving to the city where, where life is uh, in intercommas better um, rather than necessarily celebrating the natural world that they, that they live in or that they come from. You did the other thing around. You went rural. You went... Uh, I did. I'm yeah. backwards. I'm one of those backwards <laughs> foreigners. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and I very often uh, receive comments and questions as regards that. People, people have great difficulty understanding my motivation. They yeah. have great difficulty understanding... Tell us why do you do that? Why do you do that? Why do you go rural? Well, that's a good question. Well, I suppose that for me, living living in the countryside is about the closest thing to uh, to, to being normal, uh, to feeling to feeling like like everything's the way it, it should be. You know, I, I wake up in the morning and I I see birds and uh, and animals and insects and flying around, and I hear the river and uh, and I feel the breeze. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the world we were evolved to live in. So uh, I, I prefer to to live in that world as I have that possibility. Now, but certainly it, it attracts comments, especially w with a European passport. Theoretically, I could live anywhere in the world. So why on earth 
China Vita Colombia. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see over time whether I made the right or the wrong decision. Hopefully, it was the right one. But you built a cabin already, so you you got your we home. Built right? a cabin. Yeah. yeah, we set we set down roots. Uh, we don't uh, have any children as as of yet, uh, uh -huh. but we have some dogs. And uh, if things go, move forward as I hope that they will, well, we'll be more and more tied into the community here. This community garden, hopefully, will uh, bring benefits both for us and, and for the community in general. Yeah. Help to encourage, at the very least, young people to appreciate better their um, their environmental uh, surroundings, and uh, and maybe to consider are other ways of producing food rather than uh, with huge amounts of agrochemicals. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. And um, what do you want over the next few weeks? Um, because you, you gave a deadline really high for a deposit. Uh... This week, I, I need to uh, I need to pass, uh, we need to pass a 2000 mark. And uh, when we do that, then I will, I'll basically that would be our first uh, down payment to this individual. And if we can make that uh, deadline, if we can make that payment, then uh, we can stop the uh, the development in its tracks. The uh, the uh, contract becomes cancelled, and then it's our responsibility to make sure that we can make the rest of the payments. That sounds very achievable. To to be honest with you, um, I'm sure I'm sure it does. The th the thing is that uh, from uh, when one is living and working in in a developed European country, uh, twelve thousand euros is not necessarily so much money. Yeah. Uh, but when you're living in rural Colombia, it's a, it's, it's a, different a shit lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough. And uh, you got a GoFundMe page. I'll put a link in the show notes. People can find you as well on Facebook. It's a private group, though. Uh, where else can people find you? You've got a LinkedIn page, or okay. And uh, no, I haven't set up a LinkedIn uh, page yet. Uh, we have a public Facebook page as well. Oh, do you? Okay, uh, yeah. we do. Yes. Uh, I did this uh, all in stages and again with very little background or understanding of these things. Yeah. So I, I, I set up the group first and then I set up the page and the page is also linked to an Instagram page. Okay. And I'm going to be exploring other social media options now as well. For yeah. example, as, as you suggested, LinkedIn would be a good LinkedIn idea. Be good, yeah. I'm not sure, possibly Twitter. Mm -hmm. I don't know what works best for these kind of for these kind of projects, to be perfectly honest. Well, LinkedIn is where the business is, so that's where some money might come from, I reckon. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, what we've done in that line as well is we've contacted, well, I've contacted um, uh, individuals, private individuals, and some uh, organizations who provide, in certain cases, funding to uh, to, to envir small environmental projects. Yeah. Um, and I have yet, to, in, in certain cases, from the private individuals, I've had responses, I've had... Uh, uh, people contact me with advice, with support, um, um, which is good. Um, from the organizations, uh, I have yet to I have yet to hear back. I, I got a response from Rewilding Europe uh, okay. from their, in fact, their social media um, manager, mm -hmm. uh, who was very helpful. She was very kind and gave me some some great advice. Unfortunately, I haven't had time to get around to all of it yet, but um, she certainly pointed me in some good directions. Unfortunately, uh, the organization itself can't offer me any support because I'm not in Europe. So sure, sure. But you're still you're Irish. Can't you go somewhere in Ireland? Uh, where they... uh, I'm going to try. Yeah, private individuals in, yeah. in Ireland, and I will continue to do so, and possibly organizations as well. Yeah. The thing is that uh, for the time being, it's uh, 
on top of everything else, we're working. We're working a lot. And uh, so I'm trying to do a million different things simultaneously uh, with very little understanding. But uh, nevertheless, uh, I, I've learned a lot and I continue to learn. And uh, hopefully uh, uh, between all of the things, that the, all of the different uh, tentacles that we put out in different directions, that we'll be able to, to, to find uh, what we need. Brilliant. That sounds like a good end note as well. Is there anything else you would like to mention? Um... Um, well, uh, I recommend to anyone who's interested to come and visit Colombia at some point once the lockdown has lockdown has ended. Of yep. course, you're welcome to come and see us here. Brilliant. Thank uh, you. And uh, although I'm not going to pretend that Colombia does not yet still have social problems, it very clearly does. Mm -hmm. uh, things have improved greatly. And uh, some of the impressions, perhaps, that people have of Colombia from the 1990s and things of that nature. That's when I was uh, there. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, you, you were a hardcore traveler in that case. <laughs> uh, things yeah. were, were complicated in Colombia during that period. I was uh, hitching through Colombia. My God, that's, yeah. that's quite an achievement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did a lot of hitchhiking in my life. I, I wouldn't have considered Colombia as a good choice. I was young and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I will die, but well, congratulations on surviving your experience. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, so, yes, I mean, I recommend basically that it's it's not as bad uh, as people might imagine that it is. When I first came to Colombia, a lot of people looked at me in fear and said, what are you doing? Why are you going to Colombia? The truth is that most of Colombia is not like that. There are trouble spots for mm -hmm. sure, yeah. uh, but there's large areas of, of, of pristine nature and uh, safe areas and very good people. Stunning, so, stunning place, know, actually. It is, worth, yeah. it is worth knowing. It's a lot safer than uh, Venezuela, which is really... Uh, uh, to, uh, today, you, well, uh, yeah, I wouldn't even consider Venezuela. I've been no. to Venezuela as well five years ago. but uh, Five years? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, things were already complicated then. Uh, very much so, years. very much so. People, people were really, really poor. Uh, no money yeah. whatsoever, and they were afraid to talk to you almost, you know. And sure. my fiance, she was born in, in, in Paraguay. She's from Italian descent, but... She speaks perfect, uh, you know, Spanish and even in, in, in the lingo, really. So just that, uh, scared to talk to you, um, especially about politics, obviously. But, you know, it's uh, Colombia is a lot better. I hear from my friends as well. So Colombia is a lot better, yeah. It is a lot yeah. Better. We have a road to go, but we're on the right track, I hope. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Much appreciated. Not at all, Peter. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Okay, that was a podcast with Alexis uh, Cornelie in Colombia. Um, I'll put all the links in the show notes. It was fantastic to have him on the show and talk about his campaign. I'll put the links in the show notes, obviously. I'll also put them on the website. That is podcasts.earth. And for his page, it would be forward slash conservation in Colombia. Um, you have been listening to Peter de Vries, and um, that's much appreciated. Thank you for doing so. Please don't forget to tune in next time. Thank you.